The Trump administration has withdrawn pending regulatory actions to protect 42 endangered species from the green sea turtle to the yellow-billed cuckoo, many of which detailed how to protect animals or plants already deemed to be in peril, according to Office of Management and Budget data compiled by Bloomberg. Environmental activists say these regulatory actions were already scheduled and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is violating the law and putting species at risk of extinction. The Fish and Wildlife Service was also criticized by environmental groups last week when it declined to list 25 species, including the Pacific walrus, as endangered. Joining us are Charles Warren, the head of the environmental law practice at Kramer Levin, and Patrick Parento, professor of environmental law at Vermont Law School. Chuck, explain what these regulatory actions require and what they would do. Okay, there's Two types of actions that you generally see under the Endangered Species Act, June. One is the listing of a species as either a endangered species, one that's about to go extinct, or a threatened species, one that's almost on the verge of being endangered. And so those are the listing actions, and some of these involve listing actions like you talked about the walrus. The other actions that they take are habitat protection. And that means once you have one of these threatened or endangered species, you have to take steps to protect the habitat. And those are other kinds of regulations that they put out. And uh, needless to say, these are all controversial under, uh, have been for a number of years because uh, many people uh, develop, real estate developers, oil and gas interests and others, uh, think that all that does is just stifle development uh, in this protection of habitat, and that's why it's always been a controversial program ever since the law was enacted in 1973. So, Pat, what what did the government do here in terms of delaying these rules? Well, technically, this was a decision by Mick Mulvaney, the head of the Office of Management and Budget, which performs kind of an oversight role on rulemakings for the government, and they, they put out this agenda every year of the rules that are in process and they develop work plans for the individual agencies. This time around, Mulvaney, um, basically unilaterally, from what we know, not even consulting with uh, the Fish and Wildlife Service, which administers the Endangered Species Act, just made a decision that that a whole slew of these rules that list species, as Chuck was describing, simply wouldn't be done this year. They just pulled them off of the rulemaking calendar and put them in kind of a limbo status to be dealt with later. And I can tell you why that's problematic, if you like. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, so the problem is that the the Endangered Species Act contains some very strict uh, deadlines, statutory deadlines written right into the law uh, that requires that these decisions be finalized. Once a species is proposed for listing, um, it has to be made final within 12 months. And as Chuck was talking about the designation of what's called critical habitat for those species, that has to be done either at the same time of the final listing or within a year of it. So these statutory deadlines, it looks like, for many of these, are going to be violated by this action, which is simply going to throw us right back into court where we've, as Chuck was saying, where we've been for decades really fighting over how badly the backlog of these listing decisions has grown. 
So this is really self-defeating even for the administration because it's going to mean the government, the Department of Justice, the Fish and Wildlife Service, they're going to have to be defending actions which will likely found to be illegal, which doesn't seem to benefit anybody. Chuck, there are regulations about withdrawing regulations, rules about withdrawing rules that we've talked about before. How has the Trump administration been faring in court cases involving the Endangered Species Act? They haven't been faring that well, June. Uh, You know, they've lost uh, a number of lawsuits that have been brought by groups that uh, seek to protect species uh, when they've tried to do some of these things. And I think they're going to continue, as Pat said, to lose these things because they're really doing things which are against the law. And and the the interesting thing about it is the OMB, Office of Management Budget Procedure, that uh, Pat talked about, that's really sort of a procedure that is an internal administration procedure. It's really not necessarily laid out by the statute. And the Fish and Wildlife Service and the Department of Interior have these obligations under the statute. And you just can't sort of say, okay, just drop that. And I think we're going to find out, as Pat said, that it's going to be counterproductive. So, Pat, assuming that uh, this doesn't hold up, you know, what what ends up happening? Will, will the federal government, in fact, take action? I think they're going to be forced to take action at some point, but of course, nothing happens very fast in litigation. Um, So it may be months or longer before we know the outcome here. Um, The environmental groups will be moving as fast as they can. I'm sure their computers are busy typing out complaints as we speak uh, to get into court and to try to get the courts to intervene in this. But the longer these species are delayed, they're listing the, the data shows, the worse their condition becomes and the harder it becomes to recover them, the more costly it is to try to recover them. You lose opportunities the longer you wait and so on. So, you know, once again, the best way to deal with these problems is to try to get out in front of them and not let them get worse and worse. Chuck, so we've been talking about the regulatory actions to protect those 42 endangered species. But as far as the failure to list 25 species last week, including the Pacific walrus, as endangered, is there anything that can be done about that in a lawsuit? Yes, because a lot of times groups petition to have species uh, listed. And uh, as, as Pat, I think, was saying before, there's a clock that starts to run on that. They have to react to the petition within a certain period of time, and then they have to take some action. I mean, then they have they can say, we refuse to list, and then that, that goes into the question of what are, what's the data there, and that's subject, again, to a lawsuit. So I, these, are, these are also challengeable, and uh, I think history has shown that uh, a number of those things have also been overturned in court. So it's a, I think that there have been discussions for years about trying to uh, change the Endangered Species Act because people find it, you know, it's a very difficult statute to get out of, and they've been unsuccessful, and I think there's going to be a continued effort to do that now in this Congress, uh, and we'll see what happens with that. Well, I, but I don't you. think it will be successful. Thank you both for being on. You are our environmental duo. Charles Warren, the head of the environmental practice at Kramer 11, and Patrick Parento, professor of environmental law at Vermont Law School.